0: Today's read, Midnight, A gangster Love Story, by Sister Soldier Chapter 56, No Gods on Earth. The warm vibe outside of the MoMA and the general feeling of the streets of Manhattan was completely different from the vibe of the Brooklyn Hoods. When you are moving in the streets of Midtown Manhattan, there's no bullshit. It's strictly a money earning thing. Everybody moving in every direction is focused heavily on making money. Every tall building is packed with people making money. Everybody moving in Midtown Manhattan is either making money or delivering messages and packages for people who are making money. Tourists pouring in and out of every groove are spending money, helping Manhattan make more money. Police and security agencies and armored trucks are daring anyone to fuck with the flow of the money. I met Akimi and we walked in the warm Manhattan air, just enjoying the night. Back in Brooklyn, the ambulances lit up the night. The police cars prowled, not to serve and protect the people, but to patrol and control them. My block was a crime scene. Again, first conflict, then heavenly. Some teenage girls standing outside watching said, "Take Quan, killed her." There you go. The girl pointed. I saw the back of Daquan's head through the rear window of the police cruiser where he was seated and, of course, cuffed. It was one of those real bad moments when your eyes see something and your mind understands, but your heart won't accept it as true. It could have easily been me trapped in the back of the police cruiser, about to be hauled off and dumped, where they dump young black and Latino men who do anything criminal. I had Akimi's hand in mine. She was standing behind me, pressed against my back. She didn't want to know. I looked over to the building where my mother and sister were inside. I prayed. I was wondering if it was cool to go inside the building now or if the police were still in there, roaming. They go and bring out the rest of them, too. You watch and see. I heard them when they busted through Daquan's door. That's my floor. I know, the girl reported. So, I stood still, holding my wife. DeSean 16. Daeron, 17. Daishon, 20. And Daemon, 22. They all came out in a line each with a private police escort, hands cuffed tightly behind their backs. Cops came pouring out of the building like excited ants, carrying 24-year-young Daquans, tagged-up guns, boxes of money, and seized bags of weed. It was enough artillery for him to take over a small country. A whole company of brothers who stuck together for at least the past seven years that I've been here. Actually, it was much longer than that. They were here and organized before I arrived. Now they are all found out and taken down because of a simple wrong choice of a female with an influential body and a mean-ass walk, I thought to myself. took it as a sign. As a rule, I never ignore Allah's signs. I catch them the first time around because who knows if Allah will warn you twice. Now the power equation in the building would shift again. Now, a fucked up place that was better off with Daquan than without him would become even more fucked up. Now, a new nigga would jump in conflict spot. A new whore would dress up and pretend to be heaven. And a new nigga would find a way to get guns to the hood where cannons stay cocked and loaded with a thousand reasons to shoot. I had to get my people out. Chapter 57 Out. Upstairs, Uma and Naja were as usual in a different world. Uma was fast at work on the orders I gave her this afternoon when I picked her up from work. Naja was in bed, sleeping. Akimi sat in the living room, watching and fascinated with Uma's fingers, moving with precision and speed, with her knitting needles this time. Eventually, she pulled out her sketch pad and began drawing something with her own intensity. In my room, I packed my coins in the paper coin cases. When I finally finished, my personal savings from years of delivery tips and nine months at shows was $6,000 and 60 cents. I don't know why, but behind my closed bedroom door, I started packing up my most valuable personal belongings too. From the back of my closet, I pulled out the one quality suitcase I carried when I arrived in America. I got it packed and put it back. Then, I was on the floor doing my repetitions. Tuesday, I went to see Mr. Slursberg personally after all my females were straight. On the way to his door, I yanked the for sale sign out of his lawn "'I rang the bell. "'Good morning, Mr. Slursberg. How are you?' "'I went through the formalities. "'Can we talk business?' I asked him. "'He came out on the porch this time instead of inviting me in. "'He was still dressed in his pajamas and robe. "'I have your money. "'What do you say we sign contracts on Thursday "'and you move out within the next week or so?' "'You have the money,' he asked me as though he needed to hear it twice.' All of it, I confirmed. Two weeks is impossible. This house is filled with a lifetime's worth of stuff, he said passionately. I couldn't tell him what I knew from what I saw inside of his home, that it was all junk. So I tried another approach. Mr. Slursberg, this isn't the only house in the world, but it is the house my mother wants. So what can I do to help you? get to Florida faster. That is where you want to be, right? I was trying to entice him with his own dreams and wishes. You know it's where I want to be. But I was just telling Beth that maybe we should wait because it's warm here in New York right now. It feels nice. It's 90 degrees in Palm Coast, Florida. Sheesh, he said, pulling his robe like he needed air. And it's 95 in Miami but they have casinos and air conditioning down there. Listen, I know you love all the stuff you have packed up in your house. I can get some nice professional guys from a respectable licensed and bonded company to come right away and move all your stuff wherever you want them to take it. I looked him in his eyes. Sounds expensive, he said, catching on. I knew what he required. I'll pay it. I'll set it up and pay it. You move out in two weeks. How's that sound? I asked him through a strained smile. Anytime you're paying? It sounds good to me, he said laughing. But I choose the moving company and you pay them, he said. We shook on it. He agreed to get himself prepared and show up to my lawyer's office Thursday, 6 p.m.